Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. And welcome to the next episode of Mobile Armor Radio. This is episode 30. We're up to 30, guys. That's pretty impressive. Wow. And I'm Rob. And I'm Chopper. And I'm Brian. I think he did an order. I think Brian was supposed to be second. I think we did, too. I was waiting for him to say something, but he didn't, so I just well, jumped in there. It worked out. I shouldn't have said anything because it worked. <laughs> <laughs> just to change it up a little well, bit. Well, I'll be honest with you. It felt weird. <laughs> You're like, I never say it after him. <laughs> well, I, I think it's because in the agenda, I'm listed as last. <laughs> well, that's that's the list of uh, who goes when. I had to write that down so that I remember. that I'm I'm after Pat. That's that's what I've learned. <laughs> and at, frankly, I thought last episode was Brian's episode until I remembered, oh yeah, Pat had an episode. It shows what we know. Yeah. We so, keep very, very good records yeah. of the shows we've recorded. Very professional. I think you guys can tell. We're we're professionals. Yeah, 100%. so this is uh, episode Top 30 notch. for December. It's December. It's almost the end of the NS Horribles. So it's the end of 2020. So thank God. Ugh. <laughs> Let's hope it only gets better. I mean, it, it wasn't so bad for some, really horrible for others, but mm. all in all, not the best year ever. But Brian, it's yeah. probably a good year for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's had some really good high points for me uh, personally, but but I understand if everybody else is <laughs> like twenty twenty is is kind of garbage. So for years coming, you'll be like, you'll be like, oh, 2020, but worst year ever. And you're like, no, no, it's good. Well, I like that year. You know. <laughs> I mean, it was probably a better year for most nerds and geeks like ourselves, mm. uh, but really horrible for most others. Yeah. Well, maybe next episode we'll have a look back on the year, see if there's anything exciting. But, uh, <laughs> a retrospective on a re- 2020. That's right. We'll have a retrospective. The distant future. But we're going to now go into the dropship, and we'll talk about what we've been working on. Dropship landing. Welcome to the dropship. We've been working on stuff, hopefully, maybe. And uh, we'll start with uh, Brian. Brian, you've been working on anything? Um, not not in the, the mecha-related area, necessarily. Uh, I think I've reported previously on, on my little Star Wars Dead Zone project. Um, and... Uh, the, there has been, I think, one latest addition to that since last time. I think so. Was uh, I made a little Obi Wan Kenobi uh, out of a out of a Enforcer Pathfinder body. Ma- Mazel Tov. Yeah. <laughs> Mazel Tov. And, uh, but yeah, that, that it was actually kind of fun to paint because I did um, like the, this last painting project for me. Uh, I did try to to experiment a bit more with painting white on things and, and kind of working with like grays, grayscale and dry brushing techniques and stuff like that. So, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then like, I really like how it came together because most of these models do not look star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so kind of getting them pseudo close is, is just, you know, that, that fun combination of like, it's very you know, your, your eye catches it and your, your mind goes, Hey, that's Star Wars. And then you look at it and it's like, it's still very much its own model and design and, and, you know, fits into this other world. Um, 
and so it's still very much at home. Uh, so, so that, but that was, it was a fun little project. Um, it's, it's going to continue at some point, but I won't lie. I do kind of have that hankering to start making some Strider Gundams again. Uh, so, and I've got, I've got a couple of kits of, of some Strider mechs. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see if that comes together soon. But, uh, but yeah, otherwise not, not too much on the hobby table at the moment. Uh, how about you, Pat? Uh, me, not a super lot. I did uh, prime and base coat some more of uh, of Devastator, but I didn't get too much to work in. I got a, a little behind. Uh, I was doing a lot of reading, which I'll talk about more in the Comstar, but uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, whenever I do a lot of reading, I don't get a lot of work done <laughs> down in the basement. I can only do one or the other, and I just I don't know what that is. So you would think I'd be able to. Uh, but that being said, I also worked a lot, I've been working a lot of overtime, mm. uh, to save up for Christmas gifts to give and buy and stuff. So, uh, a little bit of both, uh, not enough time and reading and not going down in the basement instead <laughs> have contributed to my not a lot of working. But I went down there a couple of times and I started work, you know, started working on some more. I'm at the point now where I could probably should start posting pictures though. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I also got some new paint, uh, some new Vallejo Air. They had a new set of greens out that I think might actually work really good for the the green on Devastator. I might not have to do a, a multi-step process just to get the green I like. So oh, I'm also nice. gonna when I get a when uh, I get a second to actually get down there again and mess around some more, I will uh, try out that Vallejo green. It's it's almost a dead-on match to the box, so I'm kind of excited about it. I have a Vallejo green I bought when I was going to do my Acid Storm Thundercracker turn into Acid Storm, so it's probably similar. Very fluorescent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Vallejo is a so, lot of good it, colors, so. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's a good looking it's a good looking color, so. Very cool. Right. Rob, you got anything going on? Um, 3D printing as always. I did print. Uh, I backed a Kickstarter for some STLs called Cyberpunk Legacy by Miniature Underground. I'll put the link to where you can buy them now on uh, my my Miniature Factory. Is that was called? But I printed a mech. He's pretty cool. He's uh, I like him. He's quite big. He's 28 millimeter scale, so he's quite large. And, I, w- uh, I was curious on the scale. Like I, I looked at those links that you sent earlier, and I'm like, this is some really cool stuff. Yeah, it's all 28 millimeter. So, well, obviously, STLs you can always scale, but it's built to be sure. 28 millimeter. And, uh, I did it really high quality, so it took me about a week to print them, but he turned out really nice. So I, I can't wait to paint him up. Uh, I also got more Kids Logic, uh, the macro stuff. I got 22 to 24, which was a VF1D Batloid, uh, three heavy missile battle pods, and three Zentradi. Finally, some actual not mech guys. The Zentradi are similar <laughs> scales, obviously, but, but yeah, pretty cool. It would be fun to paint those guys up too, so. I gotta start painting some of these kids' logic. I, I've only painted some that I got, uh, for Battletech stuff, but I haven't painted any of the oh, actual. I, I hate, I hate for the time when the day comes when you're allowed back in this country and then you bring all the kid logic that yeah. you've been, you've been holding for me. I have a pile of stuff for you. There's not just that. There's like, a literal pile in my corner of my bedroom of Pat stuff. I won't have to bring any clothes because it'll just be all Pat's toys that I have in my luggage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, that's, that's good though because all the stuff that I have is waiting around here for you. 
it'll replace the stuff I give you. Yes. Yeah. yeah especially <laughs> G, once again, uh, I won't have any room for clothes. So. Especially that giant killer robot one. Yeah, that'll be the whole suitcase. <laughs> That's right. uh, yeah. I have too much, too much. Well, we we should have seen each other at least once since uh, we've got all this stuff. So that's the problem. It's it's going to be like a, over a year. Should yeah, have, you know, should have been yeah. twice. Yeah, that's true. So no, you, no, you're right. Maybe once because you did come for C2E2, and that was yeah. that was the last thing we did. Yeah, C2E2 was last time, which was March. No, wait, February, end of February, beginning of March. It was right around there, anyways. And uh, it was yes, end of February, beginning of March, and then the world just went to crap from there. Yeah, literally when I got right. home. <laughs> I think I worked. I I got sick when I got home, and I worked like one day, and then we got shut down. But I didn't hmm. get to COVID when I got home. I just got airplane sick. Somebody coughed on me in the airport, so I can. Luckily, it was just the flu instead of uh, or whatever it you was. You got the, the plague. You got yeah. the con crud. Well, it was just. It was actually at the airport. This girl coughed on me. I was like, really? And then that was before the, the everything exploded. So did she luckily, get right up in your face and COVID. said, "Hey, boy." <laughs> Pretty much, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> Anyways, enough of my sickness and enough of our what we did because I we haven't done much. I haven't been painting <laughs> anything lately. It's been weird. I have to get start painting again. I have so yeah, much BattleTech stuff, but I have to paint some. We of it. need to, we need to we need to sit down and have another some hobby hangouts. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've uh, stayed we stayed we've stayed away from those too long. We should just get that taken care of and do it. I need I need to. Join on one of those sometime. <laughs> you should, yeah. man. It's the only time I get anything done. It's when I'm forced to, when I'm just sitting here having to talk to these schmoes. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's otherwise I have too many other things to do, which we'll get to in Comstar. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> That's a segue. Transition. Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone, the podcast. And you're listening to... Mobile Armor Radio. Okay, welcome to Comstar. TVs, movies, books, comics, <laughs> RPGs, video games, whatever we're going to talk about here. That scared me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you just out of the blue. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why it was loud. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll start with Pat this time. Pat, what have you been watching, reading, doing? Uh, what I've been doing. So I, I finished up... Uh, uh, Christ, Brian Young's book. I always forget the name of the damn title. I Honor's Gauntlet. Too. Honor's Gauntlet. Um, <laughs> and it was really good for a clan book. Uh, <laughs> I, I did enjoy. I did enjoy the character. Well, that's for sure. I mean, uh, like you were saying when we talked with Brian, uh, it was a, a good way to make the bad guy be the hero. Yeah, in a sense. So uh, I really, I really dug it. I uh, really dug the crazy. I don't know if I should even talk about it too much because people might want to read it. Yeah, you can't uh, give any spoilers, yeah. but <laughs> but I really did like the the crazy. I'll call it just the crazy bad guy of the of the book. Um, it really the way he portrayed the bad guy. You, you really made him think he, that person was really off his kilter. Uh, <laughs> you know, like what uh, do you uh, do? You even understand how warfare works? <laughs> well, do you even understand? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what uh, how resources work in in war? It's it's a very it's a much more complicated version of do you even lift, bro? Yeah, do you lift, bro? Do you even lift? <laughs> yeah, it seems to be in that times timeline, especially if the Jade Falcons are especially especially insane, which is unique because they're always pretty aggressive. But in the uh, yeah, that was newest timeline, they're too. like yeah, 
aggressive to to a fault. Yeah, know? that's right. Yeah, like crazy uh, aggressive. Yeah. I can almost see like heading into a a, a Jade Falcon Revolution so Civil War kind of Civil thing. War. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, we'll see. But it was really good. So if you haven't read it, grab it. Uh, if you can get it from your local bookstore and help those guys out during these times, that'd be great. If not, uh, about on Catalyst site, uh, the the uh, ebook of it, so you can read it. Read yeah, it, just download it right off their site. I think it was like four bucks, five bucks, something like that. And that's nice. Canadian, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a dollar fifty American. Yeah, that was it. Was relatively priced for you want to read some good fiction. There you go. They have all tons and of books then, there too. And then I started reading uh, our good, uh, our good uh, longtime follower and listener, John Bear Ross's book. That was next on the list. So uh, I started delving into that and I'm enjoying World, it so yeah. far. Yep. Yeah, it's one um, of those. He's not writing them fast enough. John, if you're listening, write them fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't be a R.R. Martin. <laughs> we need the next installment. We don't want the TV show to surpass you, to pass you up. So. <laughs> That'd be, that'd be a great TV show. There, somebody said that uh, Netflix was looking for like anime to, to make some kind of anime or oh, kind of into a live John, action you know show. Someone. Man, that would, that would be great, great series. Does anyone know anyone on Netflix? Hit up yeah. John. John, let's get that pitch going, buddy. <laughs> yeah, get your yeah. get your agent on that because that would be a great TV show. Because it's a unique yeah. IP and it's it's unique like story too. Like it's. And it's all we ask like is that else. we get a little special thanks to <laughs> radio in the credits. That's all we're asking. Right. No, we, we should just yeah. be a radio station in the world. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be nice too. Yeah, um, advertising. Uh, <laughs> uh, I finished off the rest of the remake Star Blazers. There was a time when I started that a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of stopped uh, for something else and I forget. And I realized that I had all these uh, m- m- movies in my Amazon Prime library. And I was like, what the hell is all this Star Blazers? Oh, I never finished rewatching it. Yeah. <laughs> so I finished all that too. Uh, really good. I still, you know, that'll probably always be my favorite anime show since it was kind of my first mm-hmm. in a sense. So uh, that I actually got to watch on TV. That's a tube TV. A tube <laughs> <laughs> now, now were you saying that you were, were you watching the remake of it or were you watching the original? I was watching the remake. There was a remake, uh, mm-hmm. 2077 or 2177. No, 2177 is the, the second half of that. 2077 is the, is the original series remade. Is it 2199? It might be that. I think you're thinking of cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have that a little bit on the brain too because, uh, one of the things I was wasting time with, well, I shouldn't say wasting time, but one of the things I was doing instead of going down painting was, uh, making an, a character with the, with the new rules, doing the whole complete package, which we talked about in, mm. uh, the special mobile arm radio that just came out about two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was pretty episode. fun. Uh, but I'll tell you what though, with the complete package, you do have a lot less money oh, yeah. than you do. And so, uh, you either have to be really poor. And no stuff to get the cyberware or you get the stuff and have no cyberware. I just like that idea of like, this is the real version. You have no money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that they think they want you to have no money so it gives you drive to go on missions. And Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of money. Don't get me wrong on my character, but I did spend, I did have a, a certain idea how I want the character to look now. 
and that costed a little bit of money in clothes. Yeah, okay. so you did the right thing. It's all about style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, but I figured, don't make that I, charisma a dump stat. <laughs> you, can always, you can always get uh, money and get cyberware, so that's the good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's In that game, it's pretty easy. Get one mission, you get some stuff. I don't think your pre-made characters had much cyberware anyway, so I think it was eyes and stuff like that. It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't super stuff. lot. No, it wasn't. Because you always um, wanted it. I remember we were playing the uh, Jumpstart kit before we had the full rules. You wanted to... Uh, <laughs> Get arm guns and stuff. I'm like, it's not in the rules yet. <laughs> but now it is. <laughs> now you can get arm guns. You just have to save up for them. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I wanted to, because you know, there's that period of battle tech where I just stopped reading the, the lore in the books because I was, uh, game frustrated. We'll call it game frustrated, not fluff frustrated with the system that I just kind of avoided reading pretty much everything after the, Invasion? The clan invasion, yeah. So, so you've, so, you've read, like, nothing, because everything is after the clan invasion. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. But, you know, uh, I did read the Kerensky, the, the trilogy of the Kerensky, whatever, Children of Kerensky, is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, I did read that. Uh, and I think there was something else I read. But I wanted to maybe fill in the holes, so, like, during the, the Jihad times and all that other stuff. So I was kind of yeah, looking on the on the webpage to kind of, on the internet's to figure so out which of the best, yeah. other books, yeah, where you know the the more relevant books to read than rather read all of them. Well, I've been reading them all in in uh, world chronological order, and I'm up to the to the, the Twilight of the Clans. They call it. It's kind of like when the Inner Sphere fights back, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's still tons. I haven't got to the Jihad area, so so uh, that's that's Did next. You call it Jihad? Gonna... I always call it Jihad. You, I think you call yeah. it the wrong name. <laughs> No, I said that in mocking. And then I called it the right name. See? <laughs> uh, See I, I, tricked, yeah. I tricked you. I haven't read any of that either, so I'm, I'm excited to get into Like, right now, I'm, I'm finally into areas I've never read before, so it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I, this is all anticipation for when I finish John's series, and then once uh, I'm done with that, then I'm going to move on to these new Battletech books and stuff like that. So um, that's where I'm at. Uh, Brian, what do you got going on? Well, um, I forget if I mentioned last time, it would have been right around the time of the recording. I think I finished up, um, reading the, the X-Wing, uh, Rogue Squadron book, the, from like the Legends series of Star Wars. Um, so that was like Wedge Antilles and his, his crew after the Battle of Endor in that, in the, you know, Legends timeline, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really fun read. It, it's, it's fun to to look back at like the like the the way tone was conveyed um or like like i think writing in general especially when it was tied to a property um like i don't know what i'm mostly getting at it was like one of those things where like there's so many callbacks to like the movie events and stuff like that um where where the fan service was really strong in some parts. Yeah. Whereas whereas I think I think a lot more fiction these days is uh even if it is tied into another property, there there's a little bit more comfortability to kind of stand on their own in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um not you know, I and then I'm not coming down on the book series. Like it was a really fun read and everything like that. It was just one thing I kind of noticed like, hmm, this is this is something that is different nowadays. Um, cause I think that 
book even came out before episode one. Like oh, the yeah, Phantom that was Menace. the Dark Times, yeah, for sure. It was the all written bef- between <laughs> when it looked like Star Wars was over. Like, it was... Yeah. It was, you had those first three movies, and that was it. And then you had all these other books. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. yeah, so a lot of it was just trying to appeal to the fans of those first three movies. And they told it, a totally exactly. different story, and, yeah. I read them back in the day. I just... I don't remember much about them, but I remember reading them. <laughs> and then, uh... Yeah, so it's... It was... It was fun. Um... I always kind of go back and forth. I've got some of the uh, more newer Star Wars books um, that are are not of the Legends uh, set. And I've got a couple of the Legends set. So I'm like, I kind of go back and forth sometimes. It's like, okay, you know, sometimes it takes me a little bit to wrap my head around. It's like, okay, these these events are what's happening. Yeah. Uh, What what is uh, actually real and what is not real? Does Luke have a wife? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did read the first of uh, the Thrawn trilogy. Those are the great uh, of the original yeah, one by uh, Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. That's a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but apart from that, uh, well, still on the Star Wars note, I have been watching um, the Mandalorian. Has been pretty fun. Yes, uh, with the new season that's come out. Uh, so I won't I won't spoil anything uh, that's come out so far. But it's it's been. Uh, Got some exciting developments already in place um, with some characters that uh, were from the the Clone Wars and Rebels TV series uh, that were definitely among my favorite uh, yeah. characters. Are are some of them are at least allegedly going to be showing up uh, at this moment? So exciting times. Um, Dave Filoni is really good about that kind of stuff. Um, he, he's like the big, he was the big showrunner for Clone Wars and Rebels. And, uh, he and like John Favreau are kind of the two at the head of the Mandalorian project. Mm-hmm. And, Cause he, he's, Dave Filoni is essentially like George Lucas's protege. Like, <laughs> um, he's the guy that knows Star Wars. He knows everything that's uh, happening. Yeah. And he's got to like to to hear him talk too. Like they did some interviews with him on that are on Disney Plus, um, and like he he talks about it with a great joy <laughs> um, for for the universe and the space and everything like that. Uh, you know, it, Star Wars is definitely one of those fandoms where you, there will be those set of fans that get really contentious um, or defensive about no. certain things, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, what? And, and even like the movies, like I, I, I know there's like actors that really feel like, Hey, this could really like acting in a star Wars movie brings a whole bunch of baggage and, and, and like people decide to go on a film based on that. It's like, do I really want to deal with that kind of stuff? Um, but, but the, it was really cool. Like, seeing the people behind the scenes for the Mandal- the Mandalorian project in particular, um, because there is a great love of the, the franchise, um, and, and an openness to new paths within it. So that was actually more of a tangent than I planned it to be. But, <laughs> uh, um, other things that I, I, uh, after I finished star Wars, uh, the, the rogue squadron book, uh, I actually, I wound up playing the rogue squadron 3d, game uh on pc i've played through that whole campaign because it it holds up pretty well actually 
uh, I remember playing it back on the N64 days and uh, it recently came out or maybe not recently came out on Steam and had it was a much more compatible than like the um, good old games version that I got. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was able to play with like a controller and everything. It was a little had its little wonkiness, but for the most part, it was it was pretty fun. It's another like else timeline now, <laughs> which is no longer canon. Um, Did they but, get steal uh, the Death Star plans? I like well, the fact the, that there's like 1,800 different retellings of how the Death Star plans got stolen, and they're all different. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one was it was like um, I think it's 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 a uh, Luke Skywalker leading rogue squadron between you know the a new hope and return of the jedi um i think is the timeline that they give us and uh but no it's it's a lot of fun uh like i said it's just it's kind of a fun pick up and play kind of space combat game you really don't see many of them uh these days but um but I suppose there is that new EA Squadron, uh, you know, Star Wars Squadrons game. I haven't played that yet, but that looks fun. Um, so I played that along with reading the book. And then after that, I went and read, there was a, I, f- I found a Dead Zone anthology book, uh, series that I had missed on, on the Dead Zone website, or the Dead Zone, the Mantic website. And, um, it was like the Dead Zone dossiers. Mm-hmm. And I, I originally, I think I'd, I'd skim past it because, um, I remember they used to have free files that were called, you know, dead zone dossiers. And it was just basically like the little blurbs about each faction. Um, but then I looked at it a little closer and I was like, oh, wow, there's like, uh, like 120 odd pages of, of like short stories, uh, collected in there, including one where the, the hero, the heroine, uh, and it's, is, uh, running around in a, a beat up little strider. Um, uh, I think they're on Nexus Psy, actually. So if anyone that knows Dead Zone knows not a lot of great things went down on Nexus Psy. But, uh, <laughs> so, but it was, it was really cool to, to read that, that mecha action, as it were. Um, and so now that I finished those books, um, I've, Decided to pick up a, a continuation of a series that I started reading a while back. Um, it was, uh, the, the series is called like the Confederation novels. It's a, a series of stories by Tanya Huff. And it's, it's this fun, like, sci- military sci-fi series that follows, um, you know, this really awesome, uh, female, sergeant in this multi uh species uh military uh and fighting fighting these different campaigns and it really like reading those books really has a dead a fun dead zone feel to it um like, like it's it's if the gcps had a lot more alien species <laughs> worked into it like it's it's a very realized um series and um the character is a lot of fun the first book um the the whole uh uh theme of it is is modeled after uh i think the the zulu conflict 
in Britain. So if you've ever seen if you've ever seen that movie Zulu, where it's you know the the red Brit you know the red coats and the British uh, <laughs> being attacked by the Zulu warriors down in Africa, <laughs> being um, attacked, being slaughtered. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't have been. Yes. There. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, but but the the the. Uh, sequence of events is kind of modeled after that in a, in a really, you know, up to date way and in a, in a sci-fi setting, uh, really creative. And, um, the, the character, like there's, I think five novels. Let's see. I got them in front of me actually. Yeah. Five in the original series that follows this woman's military career. And then, uh, there's a couple novels that take place afterwards. And so I'm starting on the first one of that. Um, but I, I, it's such a, like, it's a great fast read. I, like, I, my brother found the series for like a dollar 65 at a library auction kind of thing. And he's like, you should read this. It's really good. I like, I agree. This book is, this book is fantastic. Um, so definitely check that out. It's, uh, the first one is, uh, I think it's the heart of valor by Tanya Huff. And, uh, it's good. It's very good. Uh, I'm excited to pick the, the rest of that up. Then the other thing that I got kind of going on is, uh, I have been playing through Xeno Gears, the old PlayStation 1, uh, classic, as it were, uh, which is, uh, I've finally gotten to the part where we got a lot more mechs at play. <laughs> and it's a weird, combination of like the style is kind of like g gundam as far as like mech designs um and uh it's it's a weird world where it's kind of part fantasy part sci-fi where like the the world seems really low tech but then all of a sudden we're gonna have airships and and sand ships that are submarines in the sand and and there's mechas around yeah yeah, yeah. They're all like that yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, I think it's the first. Uh, I, I think there were several spin-off series of it, including Xeno Saga, which is uh, another JRPG that had. I think I tied in back when we covered like RPGs in Mecha. Um, that was one that had you could summon in your giant robot <laughs> during your RPG fight. Um, and then I think the. Is it Xeno Sword? Xeno Blade. Um, which is another really popular one, I think, on Nintendo. And, um, I think Xeno Gears was the original. And it's, it's been kind of neat because I think it had, I was, I was surprised to find out it had a lot of, uh, the development team around it that, uh, worked on another, my favorite games, Colonel Cross. Um, including the, the musical composer and some of the, I think some of the, the writing team, um, in fact, there's a character from Chrono Trigger that shows up in the game. Yeah. Uh, it is, it was a bizarre moment, <laughs> but, um, but no, so I've, I've been playing through that. It, it is one of those things that hit me where I'm like, wow, I'm like 25 hours in and I admit I've, I've had a guide open just cause I, I don't want to spend a huge amount of time on this game. Um, <laughs> so I'm like just trying to avoid like pitfalls and stuff. So it's like, Hey, you know, here's a good 
configuration for your Mac going into this balance. Like, okay, protection from beams, that makes sense. Um, but like looking ahead, it's like, okay, you're on chapter like 22 out of like 60. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm 20 hours in, guys. <laughs> they, they made games differently back then. It's, it's kind of a blast from a past in that respect too. Yeah, they made it to, to actually kind of go for a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't like, haven't been like grinding or anything. It, it's been, you know, for the most part moving through that, that main storyline. So that's been kind of a, a, a neat thing. There's a whole lot of names in that, in that game. It's really hard to follow. There's like, I think five different nations at, war with each other but a couple work together so their names blend together it's a weird game uh but i'm enjoying it and uh the reason i kind of hope i i am trying to get through it quickly is i do still want to play like zone of the enders uh which i know is a very different style of game and maybe i'll just start playing that on the side or something uh to get that fix in because i like that that's a that's a fun mecha game and I'm looking forward to playing. <laughs> so that's enough about me ranting on things. Rob. <laughs> well, I don't think you're quite done because as the, the resident dead zone expert, you have to tell us about the new mech that they just showed off. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that thing. Yeah. The, uh, Man- Mantic day just, um, happened a, a few, few days back from the time of this recording. And, um, they they announced uh, the Forge Fathers are getting a new sub faction, uh, the Artificers, uh, and included within that is a a new mech for the Forge Fathers that has um, it, it looks like a, a a large kind of like power loader suit mm-hmm. kind of thing mixed with the Iron Ancestor uh, that their their uh, force is known for is their main mech. And, uh, it looks really cool. Uh, it's, it sounds like it's going to be very interchangeable as far as, um, like weapons, like parts and stuff. And that they, I believe Rob said that they were building it so that it could be magnetized very easily, um, to, to swap those parts on and off. So that's pretty exciting. It's some, it's a really cool looking, uh, design. And I also like that there's like a whole bunch of, new units that are getting like third arms like robotic arm attachments and stuff like that and i'm really curious how uh how those will will come into play if they count as like hard points where you can put other weapons and equipment and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh just to let everybody know the uh forge fathers are like space dwarves so they're they're all got their hammers and their long beards but they're uh pretty cool space vikings squats no, they're not. Don't even say that. They're they're better than squats, though. <laughs> they have knees, and they don't look stupid. Uh, there were there were some good Forge Father chapters in that that anthology series I was talking about. <laughs> is that the one that has uh, the one about Pad and the? Is that different one with the uh, the one guy with his dog who's got a robot leg? The one I think Forge that's Father. a different one. Oh, I think that that's it? a. Uh, this this one had like Brockers on a a. Uh, planet that only has like a small window, uh, where like weather is calm enough for people to come in and, and get them off planet. <laughs> hmm. I, I don't know if I've actually read that book. I might be like you it's, and have missed it. 
it's good. It and it was only like seven dollars US, so um I definitely what, recommend it. Twenty dollars Canadian. <laughs> there there yeah. There was only really one chapter that was just uh, one story in there that was kind of weird. But to me, I think it was it was just told in a, a perspective that I kind of had trouble wrapping my head around. Mm. But the rest of them were like all really good. Mm. Um, there, there's even like a, a a marauder, like some some kids hire marauders to take them on like a dead zone safari. Uh, like <laughs> some really fun creative stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. The the. Artificer? Artificers? Artificers. Yeah. So that's coming for Dead Zone soonish. Uh, is that it, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I've, uh, continued watching Votoms and I got to the second arc now. Now they're in, it's like, uh, it's like Vietnam. It's really, it, the first arc was, it was, it was a little slow going, but now it's really, it's really good. It's like, uh, 08th MS team and with, nice. uh, in the Votoms world, which was before that. And pretty neat. Like it's got two sides and neither side's very good. <laughs> and then our, our, uh, our hero stuck in the middle. So it's, uh, Votoms is getting good. I think I shared recently too that, uh, the, the, I think they have the complete collection on Blu-ray now from Right Stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So I, I wouldn't mind getting that. <laughs> I've never seen Votoms, but I've heard great things. So. Yeah, it's it's worth it. It's I think fifty six episodes, fifty two episodes. There's quite a few episodes, anyways, for that series. So mm-hmm. yeah, it looks it looks very good. I, I think that's my next thing to watch. Yeah, it's on uh, High Dive. Is where I found it. You get a get a uh, if you want to watch it quick. I think you can watch you get a free month. But it would take hard. It would be hard to watch it all in a month. But even though it's still like it's like fifty bucks a year or something like that, it's not horrible price. So so that's good. Um, what else is happening? Oh, I got the Battletech Clan box set. If uh, you've seen on our YouTube, I shared it. I did an unboxing. I can't wait to get into that stuff. But I leave. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. If you haven't watched it yet, you can see what I got. Lots of it's fun all stuff. stinking clan models. <laughs> Not all of it. There's a few uh, Inner Sphere stuff, but I, I was Yay. the stuff I went for was uh, Clan Wolf. So I got my Clan Wolf uh, shirt and. Which I love the shirt, and there's coins which are like challenge coins, which I love. Which I think I ordered pins, some more. The, the pins, pins look cool. really cool. Yeah, pins are really nice. The dice, I, I think the dice were the only one. thing weren't good. The dice were pretty uh, cheap, but uh, everything else was really good. I, I'm very excited for Wave Two, which I ordered a lot more. So we get that in. I think it's it's supposed to be coming in March or somewhere like that. Uh, the only other thing was that a new trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 came out. And they, there's a mech. Brian, you were asking if there's mechs in it, and I said there's only construction ones. This looks like a police mech. So it looks like Sweet. a actual combat mech. Yeah, it's, it's a pet labor. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little more stubby. It's more like a, uh, I don't know, like an Irby, I guess. But uh, if it's yeah. really, if it's really for the cops, I'm definitely switching my character over to a lawman now. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if you get to play it in the game. Probably you get to fight it in the game. I would be surprised. But uh, cool. <laughs> it was marching around. <laughs> It was it was small. It looks like a Strider actually. It was kind of small, like bigger than a powered suit, but uh, still not huge. But fun times. So there you go. Can't wait for Cyberpunk. It should be coming out in a couple weeks by the time this comes out. And I, I'm super excited. So yeah, we got that going for us. Ah, uh, that's about it. I think we might as well get onto the Mech Bay Hanger where we talk about 
something very important. <laughs> <laughs> it's all important. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. And welcome to the Mech Bay Hangar. This time, it's uh, December. I think it's time. I think we do this every December, if I'm not mistaken. If not, we should. It's the uh, Christmas wish list. I what do, do think you we guys do it want? Christmas. I think we, I think we did last year, yeah. What do you guys want that you want coming out or that you wish was coming out? Not necessarily. I know Pat has an actual list that he hopes someone will actually buy and stuff. So. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I put the, the, together the, the practical list and then the if you really want to spoil me list. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll do round table here. We'll go uh, one each. So we'll start with Pat. What's your first thing that you want? All right, uh, so I will bring the thing that's always on my list because I doubt anyone will buy it because the thing costs a million and a half dollars. Uh, is the the big giant uh, Neo Zeon mobile Gundam suit the thing I wanted? That one that's about one? the size. No, I have the uh, a suit, but not the big giant yeah. Neo Zeon one. Zhang huge. Yeah, it's, you know, you, uh, we posted it last year. I know we did uh, pictures where the box is about the size of a small woman. Oh, that <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. So it's still so, on the list. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that thing is <laughs> at least a thousand bucks, I think, if I, if I remember right. <laughs> um, uh, and it's hard, it's hard to get in the States, so it has to come from Japan. Um, so yeah, that'll be on the list until one day. One day. One day I will have you. <laughs> you have to win the lottery. Yeah, or something. Or something. Uh, who's that? Brian, what, what's on your list? Uh, well, I, I got, uh, s- similarly, um, one that's, I, I think has, I've mentioned in the past, uh, that's still, still on my list and, and hopeful for someday though, probably not the near future is fine. Um, as I'm limited on space, but I would like to get my hands on an SDF one. Um, I've always loved the, the design of that, that spaceship and, uh, especially the one that has the two like literal aircraft carriers for arms. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's so classic. It's so like, <laughs> it, it's a kit bashed flying fortress. <laughs> um, and uh no i it, i just love the is design. it a big one um i know there's a couple big ones i would like one that you has a one, decent Pat, amount of detail you? i do have one but it's not a big one no it's small yeah though i i admittedly i'm not opposed to a smaller one because those are easier to display <laughs> yeah we're well same with that uh neo zeon where are you gonna put it that's always the question Right, well, I'll right. find a place. If someone gets me that, I will find a place. For that. <laughs> that's not. That's not going to be a problem. There will be, yeah. there will be. I may. I might have to get rid of my dog, but there'll be a spot. <laughs> oh, oh. Um. So, so that's that's kind of the the first one I got on my list. How about you, Rob? I was uh, SDF one was always uh, it was going to be on my list, but I didn't put it on there because uh, yeah, I haven't seen one I really wanted yet. Oh, there was that light up one that uh, Kids Logic did. That thing was crazy. It had all the lights in it, and it was just, once again, ridiculously priced. But mm-hmm. my uh, first one is something I always look for, and it's hard to find. They, they used to make them, but I think they're all out of print now. I can't find them anywhere. It's a, a nice Pat Labor model. Maybe Hobby Lane mm. Japan. I should check that, because they might have them in they're Japan. Actually, I was just going to say, there's a, there are quite a few ones on there. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I want, uh, you know, I've been looking for one. It's it's hard to find. 
and uh, I do want a nice Patlabor. That's uh, I think underrepresented in my collection. I don't have anything from them, so that is my first one. Is that? And uh, yeah, for obvious reasons, because it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pat? Well, uh, so. These will go on my next year's Christmas list. I'm just kind of messing around. But if I was more diligent, I would have noticed these things first. But I found on Gundam Planet that they have uh, models of the the new Ultraman suits mm-hmm. from the from the Netflix cartoon one. So they're really cool. Uh, they have the clear acrylic-looking things for their weapons that, you know – Oh yeah, uh, yeah. With, with the rings and the forearm blast that he does, uh, they even have the other Ultraman suit wearing guy from the Netflix show. If you haven't watched it, there's two uh, who's armed with a sword, and he, they even got him too. And they they're fully poseable, uh, much like uh, the Fury kits, uh, but these are Bandai, even made by Bandai. So, are they actual uh, kits? They're not just uh, action figures. No, no, these are actual model kits. Wow. Yeah. And they're fully posable, and they come apart. Uh, uh, and they look really good. So uh, I really would like to have all three of these kits. Nice. Um, and just the 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 weapon attachments, like the the little laser rings and the forearm blast that you that could put on there, make the model look even that much cooler. So <laughs> very nice. Ultraman's fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's the B type too, the red guy. <laughs> Brian, what's uh, Brian. next for you? Um, well, uh, I've always got had a soft spot for the series Outlaw Star, and I'd love to have the spaceship from that uh, as well. The uh, it's it's all all red. If it'd be sweet, I don't know if I don't know if this exists. This this is this is among the this would be really cool. Um, but like you know, it's it, it's a it's designed like a space shuttle, right? Where it has like a nose at one end and, and boosters on the other. And then it has, they call them like grappler arms, right? And, uh, which, which really just kind of turn out to be like, like the arms you'd see on a, a spaceship, right? That, that are, you know, come out to do tools and tasks and stuff like that. Well, they, of course, in this series, they, uh, spec them out to carry like weapons and stuff and they have um ship to ship combat where you're swinging battle axes at each other uh <laughs> like it it's a fun series um but i i have always really liked that that spaceship i think that would be a really fun one to have cool i forgot to mention on on these uh sorry to interrupt but i forgot to mention on these ultraman kids they come with a little LED thing that you put inside the middle that light up the eyes and the little chest thing. Pats has been staring at the Ultraman guys this whole time. He didn't listen to anything you said, yeah. Brian. <laughs> I did too. I heard about the space shuttle. I understand. The nose and the boosters. And <laughs> uh, my next one, which is uh, something I could get, but I just haven't yet, uh, is the Robotech Archives trade paperbacks. They have a whole, I don't even know how many, five or six of them. It's the old uh, Robotech uh comics they've put oh, okay. them in big big collections and uh they do have quite a bit of omnibus collection going so i wish they're hard covers i think they're soft covers which is not as 
appealing. Oh. But, uh, but still, too bad. it'd be cool to get those. Yeah, I wish they did the like oversized hardcovers, like actual omnibus of them. I, I don't even know who owns the rights to Robotech. I'm, I'm not even sure who's putting those out. But mm, uh, would, it, would it be Harmony Gold and... Well, I, I don't know if they'd own the rights to... I, I imagine they would own the rights yet Well, they, the, they'd license it out, right? So yeah, I wonder yeah. what comp- I'm going to look at what company actually put out... Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're big books full of the ser- different series. And uh, let's see who actually puts these out. I think originally they were like Mirage or someone did them. But I, I don't even think it says. Yeah, it's funny. Hmm. They, uh, I don't know, originally, who knows, but to now they are, uh, just cool. 350 pages each one is, so it's a couple of the series put together. And, uh, yeah, they're fun. And it looks like they're about 35 bucks. That's pretty, pretty good price for that many pages, so. I will get them. It's just, there's quite a few of them. That's the only problem. Because <laughs> they have all, like, the, they have the Masters, they have the, the, the Sentinels, they have the Macross, so it's, they have all the different series. They just you have to get them all and collect them all. So yeah, it would be cool if they put them all together and it would be giant omnibus like. Wow. Uh, do we know who was put? Did you you said we don't know who owned it, but who did you say was putting them out? That's what I said. I don't even know. It doesn't even say. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you didn't know who owned it. I didn't know. Uh, Why? Well, no. Did Marvel put it out? No, that's not Marvel. No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's. I think it must be a. Uh, like some companies just buy the rights to the old comics because the comics probably reverted back to uh, to Harmony Gold. So somebody else is putting them out now, but I can't remember who did them originally. Fun stuff though, but I I uh, do want those. But yeah, you gotta collect them all. Problem is the other thing is some go to print, so you can't get them all. That's always a pain in the ass. Hmm. Anyways, yep, that's that was my next one. How about you, Pat? Got anything else? I know you have more. You uh, always have more. I do. <laughs> I have more. Uh, I would love to have a perfect grade, um, uh, Charzaku. Mm. Nice. It's, it's not the most expensive of the, the perfect grade ones, but it's up there. It's not like a unicorn or a, a, a Exia. Yeah. Those things are ridiculously expensive, but, uh, you know, Char's the band. Zaku's the bomb. Zig Zion. <laughs> so right well the um the next one i kind of have uh on my list that uh kind of speaking of to to robotech i think it would be really cool is if we got a u.s release of the macross <laughs> franchise yeah. um and and probably you and not every dumb. other fan of macross <laughs> Well, like, you know, I, I just, I just feel bad. Like it is, it, and I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, you know, you can, you can enjoy Robotech. There's nothing wrong with enjoying Robotech. You can enjoy Macross. There's nothing wrong with enjoying Macross. Uh, you know, just let what each other kind of play. <laughs> let you just want the and, choice to watch what you want to watch. I, I'd love to do it legally. Yeah. <laughs> what Le- getting at. <laughs> I like, want to do it without being threatened. Well, yeah. Threatened Cause you just can't, it. it's just not streamed anywhere. Or, yeah, or it, you can't buy it. Yeah, yeah the uh, they have made uh, some some movements in that direction with the the most recent series Delta, I believe you could mm. get on Blu-ray with English subtitles. 
um but it was imported from japan yeah uh so it, it's it is uh you know 40 bucks for like you know four episodes or something like that um and but but i think that would be um you know we, we've seen quite a, so many collections of classic uh, anime series get you know find find new audiences even uh through through re uh distribution as it were uh you look at like bubblegum crisis you got uh you know pat labor the the votomes um, yeah. you know that there's and there's there's so many more uh out there that have have kind of followed that suit and i feel like macross would be a great one be- in in part because of how much like the music is is carries you through like time as it were because uh, you know the the next series in in that timeline was like like eighties rock um, and then it went uh, turn remember let's see then it went zero was just kind of out there uh, the grunge. <laughs> well, it, we had some we had some industrial pop uh, oh. from the '90s, um, oh, yeah, and then and then we we had more kind of contemporary uh, J-pop, and um, and then we have like the the uh, which was like still like idol bands, and now we have like the the uh, ensemble bands is the the latest craze, um, and so like it, it's it is that fun kind of time capsule going through especially considering that they did keep it one continuous timeline uh it is all mm-hmm. from that original series uh i think they're like up to over 40 years into the might be more than 40 years into the future at this point because they they do like big decade kind of jumps yeah. yeah and i mean it, even in real time they usually take like a good couple of years before they come out with another series usually like five years before they even start the next series uh, but uh it helps keep it fresh and uh but that would be something i, I think would really really be cool for for the u you know uh, an international audience to have better legal access to well there's only there's only one thing that's different from macross and all those other ones and that's a little company called Harmony Gold. <laughs> it's true. true. They're just blocking it all. They just, they're like, we own the rights to North America version of this and that's it. It's like, well, yeah, but it's not the same thing. Like, you can have both. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they demand money from them and they're like, screw you. We're not paying you more money already. You know? Yeah. I, I know, I know licensing the music would be another thing that would just tank any kind of budget that you've got. Um, was it like real musicians and real music or was it just for the show? Oh yeah, it was, it was, um, uh, there, it was a lot of stuff for the show, I'm pretty sure. But at the same time, like, you know, these were full blown musicians that have musical careers, uh, that were, were doing the, the voicing, um, of, of the musical numbers. And so that was like, okay, well, you know, you're going to be licensed to show, well, you have to, you have to pay to have the music. That's what happened with uh, Evangelion mm. when it went to Netflix is they didn't want to pay the rights for the fly me to the moon ending. Yeah. And even though it wasn't a Frank, Frank Sinatra version of the song, uh, which I, you know, I have thoughts on that, but 
Anyway, <laughs> Rob, well, what's next on your list? Wait, speaking of Frank Sinatra, they must be very uh, militant in their suing because that's the same with married with children. They, to have, they weren't allowed to have love and marriage at the beginning of the show. When they re-put them out, they had to change the song. It's like, well, that's pretty synonymous with the show. It's like... No kidding. Yeah, so... That's must funny. be a litigious, litigious Sinatra family. Uh, my next one is, is, uh, obviously because I'm watching it, it's, I, I want a scope dog because they're cool and just the classic. <laughs> That's the, the funny actual, you say that. You just, you just looked one up. That's my next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Especially when you watch a show, like you weren't, uh, originally you're just like, oh, you know, they look cool, but now it's, it's, uh, I definitely want it after seeing the show. It's uh, yeah. a classic model. And I love how our, the Chirico, he, uh, everybody else has these new models. He always drives the old scope duck. You can always tell it's him because he, he just gets it rebuilt every time and he just, because it gets destroyed every other show. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, that's my next, uh, I'm pretty sure you can get the, uh, the models from, uh, Bandai, I think, makes, uh, is it Bandai? Someone makes those scope dog models, but I, Hobby Link Japan, once again, I'm gonna have to shop at that. Hobby place. Link Japan, I mean, the, the thing, the, most of these models that we're talking about are hard to get in the States, is kind of why, probably why we were talking about them, uh, which is another reason why I was gonna go with the scope dog. Uh, it, like you said, it's just a unique looking mech, you know, with that little dome head and the camera eyes instead. Yeah, the three you know, different lenses, yeah. Yeah, it, it just looks cool. Yeah, I just dig it. You uh, gotta watch the show, man. You gotta watch the show. Definitely, it's on the list. Uh, but I'm very fa- infatuated with the mech in itself. Uh, it's almost kind of a, what do you want to call it? Kind of rustic, a rustic look to it, you know? Like it's not very super advanced. The lines aren't super. No, it's, it's very utilitarian. The lines of the model, yeah. yeah, the lines on the model aren't uh, graceful or anything. They're just kind of. And the chunky. guy can see. And the guys he's fighting, a lot of them are more graceful, and it's it's just pretty funny. Or the guys even he's fighting with, like they have the newer versions of them, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got like the big dome head, which I like too. Yeah. I uh, looks like an old set of armor versus a new set of armor. Yeah. <laughs> so. And Pat, you got any more? Uh, not too much more. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I can go on for for weeks. <gasps> right. Let's do one uh, more will, each then. How's that? One more each. So, so the, yeah, the yeah. last thing I want to get is uh, the lighted uh, one five thousand star destroyer kit. Mm. The big one It comes yeah. with the with the fiber optics and the lighting kit and everything ready for it to go. I think I'm at I'm thinking about my career of mod- modeling where I sh- I'm ready to move on to adding some lights. Lighting mm. kits, yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a big I don't step wanna, up. It is a big step up. And I've since bought some melodies. You know, I think I was a little inspired by my wife because she was making those lighted models uh, for her her work. And I was thinking, you know, I could do that as I'm building, you know. Nice. Uh, so I think I think that's my next step is I won't like I mean, the reason why I want the, the Star Destroyer model kit because it's a lot of lights and I'm not ready for that <laughs> unless it's it's unless it's pre laid out for me. And I yeah. just want the instructions. If I can't. I couldn't do it from scratch. I would not have the patience to do it from scratch. Well, it's the pa- it's it's not you couldn't do it. It's just you wouldn't have the patience to do it because yeah, it's, you yes. have to lay every single one of those lights in the right spot. But like Ooh, a man. like a mech uh, or uh, a, a fighter, a starfighter, I could probably handle. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. The little uh, lighting kits. 
Yeah. So, uh, uh, that, I, that's on this year's Christmas because it's quite, uh, it, it could possibly happen, but you know. Well, if it I'm does, hope- you have to post pictures. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. Then I'll never get any reading done. And then, John, sorry, I didn't get to finish your book because I'm in the basement building a starter store. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What do you got, Brian? Well, I last think for, for my last one, um, I think it's uh, similarly uh, to a lot of the, the Dead Zone projects that I've got is I would love a, like, essentially Dead Zone board that is a mech bay hanger um you know com- complete with like striders in different stages of assembly and uh and everything like that and to have a uh, essentially like a nice big diorama but also a fully functional like hey i can i can play a game on this board i think that would be really sweet i have no idea well actually Uncertain Scenery uh, has some great MDF stuff, and he, not too long ago, came out with a two-deck, essentially, um, uh, set of boards um, that's like that's two two things high as far as dead zone uh, scale. So it's like mm-hmm. six, is that six inches high? Um, six inches high. And, uh, and I'm just like, hmm. But uh, I just, I just love. Uh, th- I think that's where where my brain's kind of. I've been, I've been really into Dead Zone uh, recently, as you can probably tell, and um, and so just like having more uh, really uh, engrossing boards and environments to play uh, different scenarios and games in, I think would be a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I think a Mech Bay Hanner would be right right up the alley of that. I actually uh, have one from uh, Foreground. I actually won it from Beasts of War like, I don't oh, know, nice. five, five or six years ago. And it's, I think <laughs> it's about one by one size, scale. I have all my uh, Gundams perched on it right now, but it's, uh, yeah, nice. we played so we played some Dead Zone on it. I actually put a grid on it so you could play on it. It was pretty fun. Oh, perfect. It, I, I think it needs to be bigger. Like you say, make it the full board, but it was still pretty yeah. fun to play in this little, little hangar. Like trying to control the doorways and stuff, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. So even bigger would be even more fun, I think. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I want a giant game room. Is what I'm saying. Well, that's it. That's <laughs> that's what you need—the room to have all these uh, boards. I'm in an apartment right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what do you what have you got, Rob? To bring well, us home? I'm gonna go big. Well, first of all, I will say I did want uh, Cyberpunk Red, the hardcover. But uh, the shipping to Canada is like 50 bucks, so I, I don't think I'll be getting that anytime soon. Uh, but I did, uh, I, I said I want to go big, so the last thing I want is the uh, Starscream G1 statue from uh, Sideshow Collectibles. And uh, who else? Pop, Pop Cultural Shock makes it. 750 bucks. It is awesome. It's about, Oof. I would say it's about three feet tall, maybe two, two and a half feet tall. It's uh, <laughs> Starscream in all his glory. And it's cell shaded. The actual statue is cell shaded, so it looks cool. And uh yeah, it's it's uh it's a little expensive and once again I would have nowhere to put it, but it is amazing. <laughs> I love this thing. space is such a contiguous factor in, in <laughs> decision making. Yeah. You might need to go old school uh grade school and start hanging your models that fly uh, off your ceiling. 
Yeah, that's right. Just, I, I do have air. fishing line in my toolbox just for that kind of purpose. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if my wife will let me do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always that, too. Brian, Brian, Brian's got the same problem I have now. <laughs> will the wife let you do it? I, I'm actually going to post not. it in the uh, Facebook group so everybody can enjoy the uh, star scream. And, uh, yeah, so that... Anybody who's uh, significant other has been listening to this show. There's some ideas <laughs> for uh, for what these people want. And uh, yes, and yeah, that's that's the way to get it. But and uh, anyone independently wealthy and looking just to buy stuff for <laughs> bunch of strangers. For strangers, yeah, that's right. Pat can send uh, you his free. address at any time. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can get us at uh, mobilearmradio at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any any one of those things, we'll get to, we'll get to the right spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and uh, please on the Facebook or wherever Discord discuss what you want for Christmas, and maybe some rich person will give it to you. Or, yeah, or non-denominational. Or if you holiday. think there's something we <laughs> yes. might have missed, feel free to shout out uh, because we don't all know everything either. And there's if there's any kind of kits or models or toys out there we might have missed it. That would have been awesome. Uh, let us know because I'm always open. And I do like seeing the things that I can't afford, but I just – they're so exactly. cool. I, uh, I don't mind adding things to my list. <laughs> I feel sorry for Sarah. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, we'll go to Xfil and we'll finish the show up. Let's Xfil out of here. Well, guys, it's the Xville. I think we had another good show here, and we discussed everything we always want. And, and don't buy ourselves. You know, we should. <laughs> it's true every year, every Christmas, but it's the fun part of the year. Mm-hmm. Every Christmas, it's the same. Never get the things or on you, my list. Or you want, and you wish. And then sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Yep. So, like a Mounds Bar, like an Almond Joy or Mounds Bar. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> You don't remember that old Mounds and Almond Joy commercial? Sometimes Pat. you feel like in that. Sometimes you don't. Jesus Christ, come on. You're always well, in that. I, I know the Forrest Gump saying That's about it. <laughs> oh, man. You never know what you're going to get. You guys need to watch a lot of 80s commercials on the on the YouTubes. <laughs> on the YouTubes. Um, yeah. Go to uh, Mobile Armor Radio on YouTubes, too. Check out the stuff. Pat did some unboxing. I did the Battletech unboxing. Hopefully get some more stuff on there. I have to remember to unbox stuff. And um, hopefully we'll have some more. We've had a lot of little special episodes. We had the Cyberpunk one, so maybe we'll get some more. Sure. In. We'll see how it goes. And if we'll not, have we'll have more guests. Yeah. Maybe we'll have Brian Young on again, see if he's got something else coming on. Maybe he can talk to his good friend Michael Stackpole, and we can talk some Battletech stories with him. Hint, hint. And, uh, <laughs> and John Bay Ross, please write another uh, Junction World book. We'd love to have you on for that, too. Oh yeah, it's, it's we should have. We should need to get John. We're no, gonna get John. We're gonna no, we're not going to get him on unless he writes a new book. This is the threat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, John R. R. Martin, get a new book in it. <laughs> uh, Annette, yep, Mobile Arm Radio at at uh, gmail dot com. It's we're on we're on the Twitters. You can look us up. We're on Facebook. We're on Discord. Come on, all those places, and uh, have a happy holidays. And uh, we'll yeah. see you in the new year. It's a- yeah, this will be out before Christmas, but we won't be with you again until after Christmas. So That's right. 
Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever holidays you you subscribe to. Winter solstice. Have, have, <laughs> a, have, have a happy one. Mm-hmm. Just have be a happy well. one. That's right. Yeah. Stay safe. Exactly. Keep your head down. Don't go outside. Yeah, wear a mask. Be excellent to one another. And party on, go. dudes. That's right. Classic. I've been Rob. Oh, Rob, right? I, I was I was gonna let you do that one. We just said it felt weird. Okay, I've been Brian. Was this our first and episode ch- again? Jeez, <laughs> and I've been Chopper. We'll see you next time for more Mobile Armor Radio. Bye bye. Take that, twenty twenty. Goodbye. Good riddance. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.